Hello, my mammal friends. It's your friendly neighborhood poet man, Adam. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a few things. So basically, uh, apparently, <laughs> there's a video of a kid uh, who does that on YouTube. He's like, apparently, I think basically it's the same sort of thing. Um... So anyway, what I was going to say is that I think, not I think, I know that I was, Jesus, this is a really horrible beginning. <laughs> um, anyway, I was thinking about music promotion, right? Because I don't know if it's because of it, it's Easter, um, kind of my... I, I got picked up by the same playlist twice and it happened, it was happening like every week. It happened twice, but it happened every week and I got like a boost in uh, streams like a week ago and the week before that. And this week I didn't get any because uh, I didn't and none of my songs got picked up. So... I was thinking about how you become popular on Spotify and how you get, um, you know, how you get picked up by playlists and how you have consistent streams. Uh, by the way, this rant is brought to you by my sp uh, Spotify playlist. If I get 100 followers, I will paint my, my nails. So I spent an ungodly amount of time yesterday just watching videos on YouTube about how you can become popular on Spotify. And it was really quite eye-opening, actually, because a lot of the practices that people do are all about hacking the algorithm. So if you hack the algorithm of Spotify, you'll get more views and ultimately you'll get more money, but that doesn't mean in the long run that your career will be sustainable. Like for example, um, now I can't think of a specific example, but there was this rapper who was a little bit popular. And if you look into his stats and his plays, they're all created by these bot farms and what they do it's like crazy they they one of the videos showed a, a a bot farm for spotify and it's basically a room full of about 200 maybe a thousand different cell phones that are playing spotify all the time and they just repeat and they're like playing and playing and playing and playing the songs which it's kind of like bitcoin mining right except your mining plays. And I can't imagine that Spotify would be okay with that kind of behavior. Probably they wouldn't be. And you get like this bump. I, I guess the idea is that you get this bump of fake people. And then, you know, because you're popular, you'll be recommended to other people and then you'll get like real people and then oh maybe spotify won't notice that that boost i think there's a lot of problems with spotify obviously 
although this podcast is available on Spotify and, you know, all of my music is available on Spotify. There's lots of problems with the platform, but there's problems with every platform. But I think that, I mean, that's not fair to Spotify. It's definitely not fair to the listeners and because and it's not fair to the artists because you imagine people are working really hard to get their stuff out noticed and something like, I don't know, it's not as bad as YouTube, but something like there's a lot of new songs that are uploaded every single day. And if those songs can't really compete because they're, you know, they can't compete honestly, then it's a little bit of an unfair situation. And, you know, people being paid for fake views, that means that there'll be less money for people who are paid for real streams. So that's one thing that people do. And the other thing that people do is that they say, and like I had a video which kind of recommended this strategy that I'm going to talk about and a video that was criticizing the strategy. So one video was saying like, oh, what you should do, this is like the recommendation is that what you should do is, and he's like, oh yeah, I had an idea to drop my song on this but then this day, and then I was waiting for this famous artist to drop his song. And then I made a, um, I made a, oh, what is that called? A, a mash, a mashup, I guess, between this and this. And yeah, and that's how I got his listeners because I said, my name featuring blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what do you mean you, you wanted to, drop your song on Friday because you didn't actually drop your song. You dropped some kind of uh, mashup of the other guy. So he was saying, this is a real good way to get like lots of lots of listeners. And if you look, so in the second guy who was critical of this method, he showed like, yeah, like a lot of people are saying that this person is on this track and that those tracks like featuring, uh, I don't know, I, I'm not really into this scene, but featuring like some people who are relatively famous, you know, those tracks have, you know, 80,000, 90,000 streams and the rest of them have less than a thousand. So it actually doesn't bring your overall number. I mean, for that track, yeah, but Spotify plays so pays so little that if you, even if you have 90,000 streams, I mean, like a million streams is about $4,000. So it's $1,000, which is not, not nothing, right? But it's not a sustainable career, I think. So a sustainable career for me probably would be something like one, maybe two, $3,000 a month. I don't, I don't ask for a lot, but two, $3,000 a month is something that I'm aiming for. So you'd have to do that every single month and i'm probably i'm sure that spotify eventually would do some auditing and find out what you're doing there right so yeah so then i was watching other videos about how you're supposed to drop things and how you're supposed to market yourself and all of this stuff and it was really really frustrating for me because if you listen to any of my stuff it's not top 40 it's not rap it's like spoken word you know and it's a very unique kind of spoken word so 
I think the market exists for it. And I think that there are like 1000 real fans out there, but getting to that, it's not going to be by using traditional methods of marketing. So I found like about radio, like real radio, not internet radio, not Spotify, that there's actually simple ways for you to submit your music to like real radio stations. And like I said, simple, but one of them is like completely very, very expensive. But I did find that if you go to the actual, so I'm not thinking commercial radio, obviously, I'm thinking more like university radio, community radio. So if you go to their websites, and I found one in Canada, they'll, you'll actually you upload your album. And unfortunately, I don't think I have a complete album. I have parts of different albums, which are already uploaded on Spotify, but you can upload the album to the radio station, and they will send it to this platform, which is basically like Spotify, but for university and community radio stations in Canada. And they'll do that for you for free, which is really, really amazing. Because if you're an artist and you upload to that platform, it's like seven Canadian dollars per track. And I think it's like 49 per album. And the album can only have like 12 songs. And, you know, my albums will have like more than 12, like probably in the 30s because they're short songs, right? So that 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 was a bit of good news. And so I was thinking about like marketing and how to do marketing um, for an artist like myself. And I actually did come up with a plan, which is, which is good. I found, so, so I'm going to finish one album and then I'm going to upload it to that radio station. And then hopefully from there, eventually radio plays will get, um, you know, that there'll be radio plays in Canada and they'll have to do that for university and community places other at other places, but in other countries like the United States and Ireland and English speaking countries generally, but also, um, I think I need to be registered at places that can track your royalties because, you know, I think it's easy with online distributors because we'll just pay. And if they don't pay, then the distributor probably won't send them any music, but there's one for online distribution, which I think it's not called SoundCloud, obviously, but it's something sound. And the other one is BMI for like, live performances and radio and stuff so and those those are really good because they're both free for artists so i'm gonna do that and then i was checking out um you know i wanted a place where you could like DistroKid. i use DistroKid, and DistroKid is really good because it's like 20 dollars per year and you can get like extras and stuff but the 20 dollars they send you can upload, you know, however many songs per year, like an infinite number of songs actually per year, and they'll send them to Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and all of that. And it works really well. Especially somebody for me, like me, who has a lot of tracks. And the bad thing is that you have to uh, keep on paying every year. But I think what I'd like to do is 
um, you know, like kind of build up my brand and then probably pay to make each of those things permanent. Um, but I, I need to build up the brand first. It's really weird to think about yourself as a brand, but I mean, as somebody said, the moment you offer one of your tracks for sale, you're in the music industry and you have to think about it that way. So, yeah, so I found I was looking for radio distribution like DistroKid, but I couldn't really find anything because I think generally radio is um, maybe about 15 years behind the times when it comes to distribution because it would be just great where you have like a site where you could upload something and, you know, some for like 20 bucks a year, like with DistroKid. And, or even if it was connected to one of those, uh, one of those kind of sites where it's like, okay, you upload here and then radios also, it also distributes to radio. And if the radio wants to use your stuff, it can use your stuff, not a whole separate ecosystem where you have like online distributors separated from radio distribution and all that stuff. So, but anyway, I found, um, so they said that, uh, when I was watching these videos about Spotify, they're talking about the algorithm. And one thing that the algorithm really likes in Spotify is that if you have, um, you know, blogs talking about you or some thing that's not like your official website. Um, so I found a site called Submit Hub, and this is actually a really interesting story. So Submit Hub basically you can buy credits and then you can send your stuff to a blog or a Spotify playlist or, you know, a YouTube channel or even like uh, a record label and they'll like look at it. And I, uh, so basically it's like $1 per submission and you get like two free credits, I think every four hours. So you can like use your free credits or you can have like a premium credit and the premium credit is $1 and then you can send it to, you can spend this $1 and then somebody will review your stuff. And it's kind of good for the blogs because they make money from these submissions, but it's also good for you because your name can be, you can be reviewed or somebody can send a link of yours to your Spotify. You can be put on a playlist you know, so generally it works and you, you can watch. So basically if you watch or listen to five, tra uh, 10 tracks, somebody will listen to five of yours or yours will be listened to five times. And if you listen to 20 tracks, uh, you get like one of these, uh, premium submission credits. So basically that's what I was doing yesterday and today. And a lot of the music was really bad, but there were two, two, two artists that I kind of liked. One was called uh, Kid Trevor, just kind of really interesting mood music. But the other one, his name was Dax, is Dax, and he's like so amazing. I was listening to a track which was 10 minutes long called The New Rap God, and he said he did it all in one take, and I 
doubt that this was all in one take because it was just so clever. It was going on and on and on in different styles, like Little Nas X and Childish Gambino and Eminem and like really, really fast, really, really slow, talking about all of these things. And it's really interesting guy actually because he is like 28 and he's from st john's in newfoundland and i don't know i've never been to st john's in newfoundland but i've been to newfoundland and basically st john's is like the most out of the way place you could ever be from his family uh original well that's the weird part his family originally immigrated from nigeria and there are so many other places a nigerian immigrant could end up in like Toronto, like Montreal, like Vancouver, but St. John's, like, how do you get to St. John's? Like, how did anyone get to St. John's, really? Um, so, yeah, he's really, really amazing, really good. So I kind of like the feeling that I um, am being exposed to new music through that, and I sent my submission. I'm a little bit disappointed in myself because I just looked for somebody who would accept because they have like accept accept um, acceptance rates basically um, for your submissions but I didn't really take it to the good genre I think but there's only like maybe 10 who accepts uh, spoken words so I think next time even if the exception acceptance that's a hard word to say even if the acceptance rates are lower I will go with uh, a more uh, someone who's more focused on the stuff I do because you know I think it's all about building not just sort of a temporary like boost in numbers but I think to have a career doing this you really need to have um, consistent people who listen to you again and again and they like your stuff and that's the other part. I just, uh, so I'm really bad at marketing myself. So I've decided that another part of the marketing strategy is like the, the, the website and the releases to Spotify and this podcast. But another part is just going to be like, you know, being more present on sites where people write poetry. And I think if you don't know anything about poetry, there's like, different levels of poetry right there's like poetry that wins awards and stuff and like poetry journals and a lot of that stuff is bad <laughs> it's it fits some kind of academic theory that is du jour or current at the moment and it doesn't it it doesn't resonate a lot and there was even like a there's a famous poetry podcast and I saw a review and it's like, how do you, and there was like a literary person writing a review of this thing. And it was like, basically, how do you make poetry, which is a written art sound good? And I'm like, how do you make poetry sound good? What are you talking about? Poetry is supposed to sound good. <laughs> it's supposed to sound good. If it doesn't sound good, it's not good, you know? So yeah, there's a lot of that in academic poetry. But then you have another level, which is just basically people who are writing poetry as a form of expression or whatever. And um, yeah, I, I 
I kind of tried to connect with that a while ago, but you know, it was such a long time ago that I used a, a email address that I haven't used in about 15 years and I forgot the password. So I had to create another account, which is not exactly my name, but yeah, so I have about 10 of those and I'm going to be just trying to publish my poetry regularly there and just get like people looking at it like getting eyes and that's like a crowd that would be interested in what i do i think so getting people to look at it and developing kind of find those 1000 fans those 1000 true fans that everyone keeps talking about and then direct them to the spotify where they can listen or they can buy the book eventually or I can read their stuff on this podcast, you know, because as you've heard through some episodes, it's kind of hard to come up with ideas for episodes every day. Okay. I think that's all for today. And I will be talking to you tomorrow. So take care and bye.